That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the west coast of the Golden State, the nation's most straightforward recovery talk show, That Sober Guy podcast, helping to keep your brain sharp and your blood clean. And now, Shane Raymer. What's happening? We're going to go through... What can I do about my anger today? What's up? I hope you're interested in a little angry talk, but we're not going to talk angry. We're going to talk about anger and how we can help control and understand anger better. First, a word from our sponsor. Sober Nation is the largest online recovery community and treatment resource center. They provide treatment resources to those struggling with addiction as well as to family members who were caught in the crossfire. On top of that, Sober Nation is a huge community of good people who share their experience with each other. They have informative content, recovery and addiction news, as well as an entire clothing line which helps expand the culture of recovery. They can be found at www.SoberNation.com. Once again, that's SoberNation.com. Check it out. Speaking of the clothing line. If you go to SoberNation.com and you check out some of their rad clothing on there, there's a promo code you can enter and get 20% off if you buy any of the clothing. That promo code is Shane, S-H-A-N-E. That's S-H-A-N-E. Type in the promo code, save 20% on all Sober Nation apparel couple of announcements real quick before we get into what can I do about my anger. On March 5th in San Francisco, California, we have the Expand Your Recovery Network meetup. That's at 7 p.m. at the Alliant International University in San Francisco. And uh, Paul Churchill from Recovery Elevator is putting on the event He'll be there, of course, and he's also graciously and very kindly asked myself to come and join the meeting and speak at the meeting and uh, hang out for a bit, and I get to meet some new people. I'm really excited about that. So if you're in the area or you're headed out to the area of the Bay Area, Northern California, uh, and you can attend that, you can go to thatsoberguide.com, and you can register there. The, The event is free. Uh, but there is a registration form you can fill out so we can try to get a head count and see uh, how many how many people are actually coming. Next on the list, check out a Sunday morning meeting. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Go to thatsoberguide.com and click on the live meetings tab and you can register there. There's a bunch of people from all over the place that join in. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review on iTunes. If this show helps you and you haven't left a review yet, on iTunes, uh, please do. It really helps rank the show and helps more people find the podcast. So if you get a minute, all you got to do is go to iTunes, go to the reviews tab, click on that little reviews tab. Of course, you, you got to sign in on there in your account and you can leave a review, make a donation to the show. All donations go back into the operation to help bring you the best recovery content. Like us on Facebook, go to Facebook slash that sober guy, give the page a like, check it out on there. Also, if you haven't joined the Sober Guy, Sober Girl group yet, it's a private Facebook group uh, for accountability. Uh, I'd really encourage you to do that. You can search Sober Guy, Sober Girl group and it'll pop up and you can request an ad. There's also the link. I posted it somewhere on the thread on the Facebook page. So you can find that on there too. 
some cool people in there talking some recovery 24 seven. You can always leave a note. Um, you can, a note. What is this like 1995? Leave a note on there. Handwritten with your calligraphy pen. No comments. I guess it would be called. Check it out. Sober guy, sober girl, Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at five. That sober guy. And last but not least, go to the sober podcasts page on sober nation. Check out damn rad, fresh, awesome podcast lineup on there. You got Paul Churchill with the Recovery Elevator, Omar Pinto with the Share Podcast, Gabriel Miller, WWA Wrestling with Addiction. Gabriel likes wrestling. We still haven't got to hang out or talk much, Gabriel, but I know that uh, wrestling is a is a part of the kind of a aspect of the show. Sometimes I feel like I sound like a wrestler, so there you go. I'm rambling. And of course, you have that Sober Guy podcast, but you can get a podcast four out of the five days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, new episodes come out with all of our shows. So you can really set yourself up for that recovery week, hit a meeting or something on the weekends, check out of that sober guy meeting on Sunday. Boom. You got yourself a nice little solid foundation set for recovery program, staying clean, staying sober. Let's get into what can I do about my anger? I'm not sure where this handout, this handout came from Azure Acres in my, in my uh, binder full of rad Azure Acres material with some awesome recovery stuff in it. I'm not sure if it's a Mayo Clinic or what was the other thing on the front of this here? Let's see. It was, um, uh, let's see, R&M Seminars, Relationship and Management. So it's it's one or the two. It was stapled in here, and that's the only reference I have to this this kind of twelve steps about anger. So uh, I just want to be upfront, clear about that. I didn't write this, but I I feel like it's some good material, and I'm going to go through it with you. What can I do about my anger? Apply step one. We admitted we were powerless over our anger, and that our lives had become unmanageable. By simply admitting we are powerless to control what, where, and when we feel angry, we deepen our awareness of the very nature of feelings. We have no more control over any feeling, mad, glad, sad, or bad, than we do over any thoughts that pop in and out of our minds. So that does make sense because that anger sometimes when it can creep up on us when we don't expect it, maybe something suddenly happens or maybe you've had a long day and you come home, I know I'm very guilty of this. After a long day, you come home, you're kind of stressed out, you're trying to relax, and it's chaos at home. The kids, um, you know, your your wife, she's she's busy, you know, doing like Jess is super busy mom. She's always doing something, taking care of them kids to the best of her ability, making us dinner, cleaning up around the house, changing diapers. You know, she's doing that. That that's her work that she's doing during the day. And bless her heart because and it's that's so tough and uh, i tell her often i said babe i don't know how you do this stuff i don't know how you do it but she does and she's awesome at it so when i come home into that environment after a long day maybe it's been a rough day maybe it's been a busy day and i come into that um you know i'm i can be a real jerk sometimes in in coming in with a with a bad attitude and you know and and start to get stressed out and Um, that feeling starts to, I start getting angry. Like, I just want to come home and I just wanted to, I want to relax. And well, that's not my life right now. 
And it's not all about me. And I have to remember that. And sometimes it's hard for me to remember that and something I'm working on. But where the anger comes in is that can start to fester in me. And I need to understand that it's a, it's a normal feeling to start feeling that way, you know, um, mad or, or, or stressed out or sad. I can't necessarily really control it because I think it's going to happen, but I can work on it. I can get better at it as it, as it evolves, as I evolve, as I, as I evolve to learn about it. And so with this step, I admit I'm powerless over my anger and that my life had become unmanageable in those situations. Um, I'm not saying that there's, there's not hope. I feel kind of odd even reading this right now because it, it makes sense to me, but at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like a cop out. Like, dude, you just need to control yourself. I need to control myself better. Um, and, and understand going into certain situations that understand what they are and prepare myself better for going into them when I can expect that. So that's going to be a little bit different than just uh, a guy cutting you off on the freeway um, or, you know, someone being a, a jerk to you at, at a store, you know, or something like that. The only reason I say that too, let me share this with you real quick. It's kind of funny. So I go, I have the kids and um, I I went to the Vans outlet to grab a couple of t-shirts and uh, I have the kids. Lucy's doing an awesome job of kind of hanging and helping me with, with cash, my little one. He's one, one and a half. So, you know, he's all over the place and I'm trying to grab a couple of shirts real quick. We're in a hurry. We were on our way uh, over to, over to my in-laws for the Super Bowl, I think. And uh, we still had to stop at the store and, and grab a couple of things to bring some drinks and uh, appetizer and stuff like that. And uh, I don't do as well as my wife does at this kind of stuff with the kids. She's, she's pretty damn good at it. I'm okay at it. And uh, so Lucy's helping anyways. I grab a couple of shirts. Um, I, didn't have a t-shirt clean or one that didn't fit working on that. Um, so I, I had to go, you know, grab a new, a t-shirt to wear for that day. Right. I, we go in the vans outlet. I pick two of them out real quick, go to the car, get them in the car, get, get my boy all buckled in his seat. Lucy hops in. I go to the trunk. There's a tag on the shirt, right. And the inside of the shirt. And I go to rip it off and it rips the tag off, but it also rips a hole in the new shirt that I just bought. Are you kidding me right now? So I get the kids back out. I'm thinking I'm going to go back in the store, tell them, hey, I, you know, I pulled the tag off of this and it ripped a hole in it and they're going to let me exchange it. No problem. I go back in there. The kid cash is, you know, off the hook. And I tell this young punk ass kid, excuse my language. See, you can already hear me getting angry right in this point right now. I wasn't too happy at this. I said, hey, bro look, man, I, I, I was in a hurry. I went out, you know, I, I, I tore the tags off. I tore this tag off that was inside of the shirt and uh, dude, it ripped a hole in the shirt. I just want to grab a, a different one. He goes, Nope, can't help you, bro. I kind of looked at him. I said, what do you mean? Can't help me. I just want to, I, I ripped the tag off. He said, well, you ripped the tag off. I said, yeah, I ripped the tag off, you know, cause it, he goes, well, you got to cut it. You got to cut the tag off. I said, well, I, I didn't have scissors, man. I'm in a hurry. My kids are going crazy. I'm trying to get somewhere. Sorry, bro. Can't help you, dude. You did it. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? I was, I, I could feel it boiling. I just wanted to, I wanted to just, I know this sounds terrible, but I wanted to grab this fool by his throat and just smash his face. That's like what everything was in me just to, and over something so stupid. It was a $15 shirt, you know, and 
I was so mad. It wasn't the fact I could have just grabbed it. I could have bought another shirt. I just wore the one with the hole in it, which is what I ended up doing anyways. Um, but it wasn't the point of that. It was that he was telling me that I couldn't have what I wanted, what I already thought was, you know, was my, even though, I don't know, I guess you could argue all day about who was right, who was wrong. The fact of the matter is I didn't get my way and it pissed me off. And, um, and so anyways, to make a long story short, I, I grabbed the shirt. I kind of grabbed the receipt back. I threw him at the, I didn't even look at him. I just turned around and walked out because I could feel it coming up. I have my kids with me. What am I going to do? Start yelling at this, at this kid. And, um, you know, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Maybe back in the day, that's probably something I would have done. I probably would have, would have spoken up a little bit out of anger, but thankfully, even though I wanted to smash this guy's face, which is terrible to say, but I'm just being honest with you. It's what popped into my head at the time, you know, I'm an adult now. I'm, I am a responsible adult these days. I have two children. I am married. I have a job. I do not do things like that. Excuse me for real. I, I, I got to think about things critically instead of acting on emotion. I ended up wearing the holy shirt with the hole in the back of it. I was like, dude, who, who gives a shit? Just go. But I think it's a great example of, of a situation where we can try to learn how to kind of control our anger and how to understand it a little bit better and, um, not, not react to the emotion that we're feeling or that our mind, that little voice in there that's saying, you know, like this is really pissing me off right now. And what I'm, what I want to do and what I'm going to do are two different things and being able to take a breath and move on and let it go. I was, I was able to let it go in about 10 minutes. I was still kind of upset when I drove away, you know, not, not, not angrily upset, driving crazy or anything like that, but just, you know, I was thinking about it and I was able to let it go. So let's get on to number two. Remember that anger is a feeling. Everyone feels it. Anger is natural, healthy, non-evil, and human. It moves us to resolve conflicts. Yes, it does. It does move us to resolve conflicts. Um, I like that. It's natural. It's healthy. It's non-evil, and it's human. Maybe if I can try to understand that a little bit more, I think ultimately, as soon as we think about anger, we think it's a bad thing where it's not. It's a natural emotion that we feel. And trying to block it or act like it doesn't exist is probably going to do me more harm than actually acknowledging the fact that I might be a little pissed off about something right now. Talking about it, discussing it with somebody if I can, praying about it, um, you know, reading about it, taking a walk. There's all kinds of different things we can do. But first and foremost, understanding that it's a normal thing and it's going to happen. Number three, feeling anger and acting out anger are not the same thing. Therefore, I am responsible for what I do. Let me read that again. Feeling anger and acting out anger are not the same thing. Therefore, I, me, Shane Raymer, I am responsible for what I do. Because so many times I tried to blame other people for my wrongdoings or for me not getting my way um, and thinking about why this person did this to me and I was pissed about it. I'm so pissed right now. You did that. What does that do for me? Nothing. I'm responsible for my reaction to things. I'm responsible for the way that I feel. I take responsibility for that. So feeling anger and acting out in it are completely different. 
it's okay to feel it. Acting out in it, I don't know, man, that's a thin line. It depends how you're acting on the anger. Um, are you expressing yourself, talking loudly in a conversation, trying to get your point across? You know, depending on the situation, that might not be a, a bad thing as long as you're being respectful. Are you being a complete dick and screaming and cursing and yelling and that kind of stuff? That's that's stuff that, you know, that's that's not like just feeling anger. Completely different. And you're responsible for how you act on that. Let me let me rephrase that. I am responsible for how I act and what I do. So let's move on. Number four, my anger is my own. The other person did not make me angry. I've talked about this many times, but my anger is my own. And the other person did not make me angry. And whatever situation that might be, that goes back to the personal responsibility thing. And I can't control these outer circumstances. I can't control what somebody does that in turn might make me angry. I'm making myself angry by letting that person make me angry, if that makes sense. I know it's a bit confusing. I think I was confused saying it, but when someone does something that supposedly you pissed me off, no, I'm pissing myself off. Number five, get to know your anger triggers. Find your own buttons so you'll know when they're pushed. Just ask my wife. She knows how to push my buttons. Jess, are you there? Jess, yeah, she's not there right now, but she knows all the little buttons that'll push mine. And I know she knows them. And these days she pushes them. I just kick back with my feet up. Yep. I know you're pushing my buttons right now, but you're not going to get me angry. No, you're not. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, definitely in the marital spot in the marriage when you have a good friend your people that are closest to you, they know how to push your buttons. So if you know what your buttons are and when people push them, you know they're pushing your buttons, you can kind of step back and say, yeah, I know what you're doing right now and it's not going to work. Number six, don't set yourself up to get angry. If your temperature rises when you're waiting in a slow line at a supermarket, shop at a less busy time of day, work at finding resolutions makes a lot of sense, especially traffic. It's always a big one. I know that I've talked a little bit about anger in a, in a previous episode, and I know I've talked a little bit about traffic in it. I think it's a good example, though. How many of us have road rage or have experienced road rage, either ourselves or from another person driving on the road that gets upset and you flip them the bird or you lay on the horn or you yell out the window? Um, you know, don't, don't set ourselves up for that. You got to expect if you're driving and, you know, take, you can eat, there's a couple choices now. Well, maybe there's not a choice. Maybe you're going one way to work and there's only traffic that way. I've been in that position. Well, if you can't, you know, find another route or if it's like, for example, the store shop at a less busy time of day, you better find something to do to cure that traffic time. Now, for me, what I did is I listened to podcasts. I tried to educate myself. I started learning about things that interested me, entrepreneurship, uh, recovery, sports, whatever it is that you like, politics, history, um, all kinds of different topics, whatever I felt like that day. And that really helped me to 
get out of that space of traffic, for instance, a long commute, um, and deal with the stress or deal with the fact that I could get angry on a two and a half hour ride home when I was commuting from Santa Rosa. I mean, that was brutal. There's only one way to go and it, it sucked. But if I, if I didn't expect that, I would be setting myself up to get angry every single day. And so you got to expect it and you got to learn how to not set yourself up for it. And, uh, that's, it really helped. It really did. And it, it, it taught me some things. I learned some things and, uh, made it kind of made the best of it, I guess. That's what, that's what we can do. Number seven, talk about your feelings. So important communication. That's what I talk about in the Sunday morning meetings. Um, you know, it's just, it's not meant to replace any, any big organizations, recovery organizations. It's meant to learn how to communicate. And uh, friends, sponsors, other group members, family can often support you in your feelings. Um, you know, don't use them to make yourself right, like to try to justify what you're feeling angry about or you're upset about or you're only your point of view, but just talk about how you're feeling. Um, another good example of this, if you don't have anybody to talk about, you can pick up a pen and you can talk to that piece of paper. Write with that pen. You can journal. You can you can let those feelings out on a piece of paper. If you haven't tried this yet and you're out there and you are having some of these feelings, maybe it's not anger. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's some anxiousness about an upcoming event or a situation that you have to deal with or there's some stress at work. I want you to try putting a pen on some paper and writing about it. Just try it. Try it for a week, try it for one week. Um, you know, do it Monday through Friday at night, right before you go to bed, write for about 10 or 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just write about your day. I promise you that therapy is going to feel, you're going to notice it by the end of the week. You're going to notice a bit of stress relief. It works. Number eight, avoid justifying your anger. Remember self-righteous anger is a killer. Don't justify it. You know what? Something just popped in my brain right now that I heard in a Celebrate Recovery anger group. I can't remember the guy's name that talked about it, but he was really, really awesome, man. Had some great stuff to say about anger. And I think I may have even mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Here's a little trick he uses to control his anger. Immediately when he starts feeling that anger start coming up, he immediately snaps his fingers. I don't know if he literally did it. I'm going to do it. Did you hear that? Snap my fingers and say, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. As soon as I start feeling that anger come up, I'm wrong. And what that does, it's a trigger. Now he, one thing he pointed out, he might know that he's right. Let's say he's debating with somebody and he knows hundred percent. He's got facts. He was there. He knows that he's right. But as soon as he starts feeling angry in that conversation, in that moment, that trigger that he uses, I'm wrong immediately can help calm the anger down and stop acting on the emotion or about to act on the emotion that's coming up and critically think about the situation. So what would that look like? Uh, to me, it would look something like this. We're in a debate. Someone's telling me that I'm wrong. I know a hundred percent that I'm right. And I'm starting to get pissed off by it. When I start feeling that come up, I immediately snap my fingers and I say, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And that can calm my, my nerves down. And then I can sit and I can like, like I said, critically think about, okay, look, 
I know 100%. This is what I'm thinking in my brain. I'm just kind of acting this out right now for you. I know in my brain I'm 100% right. This dude does not know what the hell he's talking about right now. And I don't really care because I'm 100% confident I know. So I'm going to let him think that he's right. That's fine. Take it home, buddy. You have a great day. See you later. I just want to kind of get the point across that that little trigger, no matter even if you think you're right or you know you're right, you're not right about getting angry about it because all ang- anger does is cloud cloud that um, that idea, cloud that thought, cloud the facts the facts of, of what is going on in that moment. Um, so avoid justifying your anger to bring it back. That's what that, that's what number eight was. Number nine, we just have a couple more and we're going to go through 12. So we're on nine, nine, state your feelings directly with appropriate nonverbal cues. For example, I feel angry when, if you're generally angry, a smile is inappropriate. Okay. So that's that like condescending, that condescending smile back to somebody like smart ass comment smile and you're you're really upset but you're just trying to act like you know you're not like whatever don't do that do not do that if you're you know if you're really angry that that goes back to you know communicating about it talking about it that was number 7 um you know we we you got to state those feelings you have to talk about them and and going back i don't want to beat a dead horse which is a terrible fucking analogy. Can you imagine beating a dead horse? Where did that analogy come from? Does anybody know? Beating a dead, I just picture this poor horse and he's dead and this jerk of a a man beating him with like a stick. (laughs) I don't know, that's stupid. Things that go on in my brain are just, they baffle me sometimes. So state your feelings, try to communicate. um, And like I said, journal about it. If you don't have anyone to talk to about it or you don't feel like talking to anybody, keep a little notebook with you, keep a journal with you, or keep it by your bedside and talk about it to that piece of paper. Number 10, develop coping strategies to deal with the discomfort of anger. For example, relaxation, physical exercise, breathing, taking timeouts, affirmations. I've talked a lot about this, about going on a walk, getting physical exercise, going on a run. I'll give a shout out to, to the good homie Cormac out from Ireland talks about this, left a great post in the sober guy, sober girl, Facebook group. And he was talking about, um, especially to those of us who are early in recovery, when we get those urges, when we get those feelings, maybe they're anger, maybe they're, maybe they're, um, feelings of a misunderstanding, you know, not understanding the process, not understanding urges. Why am I still having these urges? I quit drinking. Why, why are they still popping up? Um, you know, those are things that relaxation, physical exercise can help. And what Cormac was saying was, you know, especially early on when he would get these urges, he would go for a 15, 20 minute run every single time. And he said, I think he said in there too, believe it, man, I was running all the time. And what it did, number one, it got him in good shape. Number two, he was able to use that as a coping mechanism for dealing with the emotions that are coming up, just like the journaling, just like communicating, Um, you know, and if we can kind of tie all this in together, relaxing, meditating, taking a big, deep breath, taking a time out, a walk, going on a jog, and we're also communicating at the same time, journaling, talking out to our sponsor, um, using our resources that we have to, to get these feelings out instead of 
isolating and burying them deep down inside, which is what many of us do. I know I did it for many, many years. I didn't talk about it. I just acted like it didn't exist. And that does not help us. So developing coping strategies to deal with anger, with feelings of emotion, with urges even. I'll jump, I'm, I'm going to take it there because I know those urges still pop up no matter how long we're sober for. Um, you know, physical exercise, breathing, relaxation, all those things can work tremendously. So Cormac, thanks for the tip too, buddy. You're the man, dude. All the way out in little old Ireland. That's my terrible Ireland accent voice um, impersonation. My apologies, sir. Practice assertively expressing your anger. Practice assertively expressing your anger. Avoid name-calling, put-downs, one-upmanship. So practice, I'm having to read this over because I'm trying to process it. Practice assertively expressing your anger. So I guess what that would mean to me would be kind of back to that number nine statement. I feel angry when. So I'm expressing it to you. I'm telling you I'm feeling angry right now. This is really upsetting me. And that's completely okay. That's what we want. We want to talk about it. You know, we want to let the person know or we or we want to let ourselves know. Maybe there's nobody to talk to. Like if you go back to the traffic scenario, somebody, maybe we're in traffic or maybe somebody cuts us off or they almost hit us and it scares us. You ever been so scared you get so pissed off? I know I've been, that. that's one that really pisses me off actually is when somebody scares me. Um, whether it's like when I'm driving, I've had, I've had a couple close calls where someone almost hits me and man, it pisses me off. I get pissed. So we got to express that, you know, and a lot of us do. I know I do with curse words sometimes, which is, which is terrible. And, and it can, it's been, you know, it's gotten much better, but it back in the day, man, slapping the steering wheel, screaming, that kind of stuff, man, it's not cool. We got to, we got to talk about that stuff. Think about it, you know, stop for a second, take a breath, all that kind of stuff. Avoid name calling, put downs, one upmanship. You know, the name calling and the put downs, that's a, those are so easy to do because we want to hurt the person that we're arguing with. We want to let them know how upset they're making us. And so by enabled to do that, we call them a name or we tell them they're acting like something or somebody, um, you know, we tell them, tell them about themselves. Those kind of things don't, don't really do any good. They might feel good at the time. But trust me, you're going to end up apologizing for them tenfold. And if you're married, like I am, trust me, the ladies, they do not forget anything. My wife can remember something from six years ago on a Wednesday at 2.35 p.m. in the afternoon when I told her this. I couldn't tell you what the hell happened a couple days ago. I'm over it, but it's different. It's different. So avoid that stuff. Don't, don't set yourself up you know, for that number 12. And I got to say, this is possibly in my opinion, the best one, the one that will help out the most out of all of these is pray, pray to your higher power, pray to whatever it is that you pray to. And the serenity prayer, the serenity prayer helps with the external resolution and internal resolution. So let's say the serenity prayer real quick in case somebody doesn't know it. 
God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Once again, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. That would be awesome. Love life. Much love, peace, respect. Keep your blood clean. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. Contact Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. And leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.